I was bored out of my mind sometimes. I was just watching time go by and I hated that part of my life. I hated it. At a certain point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to have a life outside of football. And I saw Bangkok and I thought, well, this city is, it's a great city. This is a city I could actually have a life again. Welcome to Brood in Bangkok, the podcast about the people you meet in the city that makes a hard man crumble. Welcome to Brood in Bangkok. Sedantio, the world's biggest party just got over a few weeks ago. And by that, I mean the FIFA World Cup. Every four years, the World Cup pulls in casual football fans and the whole world becomes enthralled by some of the best footballers in the game today. Everybody wants to be a world champion. Thailand was caught up in World Cup fever just like everyone else. There were parties all night, bars were open late, and there was so much discussion about the beautiful game. Football is a truly global language, and that leads us to the story of our next guest. Anthony Ampai is an American Thai football player who is now the captain of Bangkok United, one of the elite football clubs in Thailand. Anthony grew up in Texas, where he saw his father, a Bangkokian with the love of the game, participate in amateur football leagues regularly. Soon, Anthony got into the game himself, and he has been a professional football player for over a decade now. Anthony's journey to Thailand is a very interesting one. It's the kind of story you don't hear very often. He spent years in the American academy system and represented the US in junior age groups. However, He got his senior caps representing Thailand, a country he did not even visit when he was a child. So how did this American come to represent Thailand? What is Thai football like as a foreigner? Anthony has the answers to all these questions and more on the latest episode of Brood in Bangkok. But did you did you watch the finals, the NBA finals also? Yeah, I did you know, get up get up in the I morning? I didn't want to, but I did. <laughs> I knew I knew Cleveland could get their ass kicked. Yeah, you know I mean, they had a shit team. It was bad. It was awful. They they don't defend at all. They had no chance. Yeah, but if you don't defend at all, you don't deserve. That's it. true, especially good Golden State. Let's be honest. Yeah, but that's just good play, you yeah. know. And that's what I like to watch. Just good mm, play. Yeah, they they move the ball. I love their style. Yeah, I hate them because I'm a LeBron fan. I don't have a team, but I yeah. I've always followed LeBron. Yeah, and this team has just been destroying my my years of NBA. <laughs> Golden State's been destroying them. Yeah, but you have LA now, so we'll see. You can yeah. beat three more times in the yeah. season. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy uh, that for sure. More ratings, though. This is good, though. Absolutely, it's more box ratings. Office, that's what man. I'm saying. I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So, how did you find sport like growing up? Where Where was the First time that you were like, yeah, doing this sport. My father, really. Yeah, okay. he's from he's from Bangkok actually. He's mm-hmm. so I'm half Thai, half American. My father's Thai, mother's American. Yeah, uh, he played football. So okay. when I was younger, I remember kicking a ball when I was younger. That's all, just kicking a ball. Okay, because so, he played uh, he played football. So I'd always watch him and his games. He played indoor men's league in America. Okay. So I'd watch him. So that's kind of where I got sport from. Okay. So um, where, where did you watch him? Where did he get to play? He played a. Where did he play? Yeah, where did he play? Like he, what kind of league was it? He what? played like a outdoor men's league. Okay. Which, so it was outdoor, maybe like once a week, Sunday, maybe a Wednesday. Okay. But then he also played indoor soccer too. Okay. So I go. I love the indoor because it's you know it's yeah it's, it's not hot outside. It's for yeah. kids. It's perfect. They have a little uh, 
football pitch on the side that was kids it like go play. indoor or was it futsal like what was it oh it's like futsal okay. more futsal okay okay definitely more futsal yeah 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 i've seen a lot of that i think a lot of american kids actually play more of that mm. growing up mm. than like the full pitch oh they do because pitch. especially in the north yeah it gets cold winters right yeah, and yeah. and during winters it's brutal so yeah. you play indoor oh yeah i noticed that like when my friends where is where i used to live in denmark for a bit that's where they practice during yeah, fall you have winter. to you don't the, want to the be, ground is too hard to even walk true. on like and just yeah. just to warm up it takes 30 minutes to get your body just a little bit warm it's yeah. it's miserable when it's cold oh my god i've seen some games out there standing on like the on the cement yeah, yeah, and yeah. watching yeah, the yeah. from the in the in league 2 like i you know what i've only watched one premiership game or like one like elite level football game and i really just didn't enjoy it because it was i mean i loved it because i saw holland play a yeah. friendly so that okay. was awesome okay um that was in 2010 before the world cup the last uh, final warm up before the world cup uh-huh. was against i think it was hungary okay that was a mad game yeah. aryan robin yeah, yeah, robin yeah, yeah, yeah. and percy everybody yeah, was there yeah. 6-0 they demolished <laughs> them but you know what it was really really sad because i was in the amsterdam arena whole place was orange that was so much fun yeah. but because it was a friendly it was chill like they yeah. weren't really competing yeah competing, yeah yeah you know? want to get that full that full vibe yeah exactly they even had a, a jet fly overhead oh, like with oh. the orange like you know the, the trail the, the trail yeah, gone yeah, yeah, trail yeah, on yeah. the back there and it was cool but it was not as much fun as standing on the concrete in a league 2 game battle yeah. they're going for their lives yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're just like that's true. 800 people watching that's true you know true. it's a different kind of fun cuz something yeah. is at stake here exactly you know? right and it's not millionaires running around yeah, for money yeah, yeah. <laughs> although I, i love the uh, sports stars no matter how many millions they get <laughs> so who was your like idol when you were growing up idol yeah, growing up football, idol football idol i i can't tell you here's a, here's the problem with especially in american fo- or uh, sports yeah Uh nowadays it's uh, it's easier to to reach content for for all sports throughout the world especially yeah. football. Yeah. But when I was growing up there wasn't much football on TV. Yeah. They showed yeah. maybe some MLS games but MLS was so small back then. It was quite bad also. They had the yeah. their overtimes where their overtimes oh, yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah. you start at the halfway yeah, you line. Yeah, they do like again uh, ice and hockey. One and one against the goalie you have yeah. five seconds to score. No, this was their overtime. So this was this was, I didn't really watch much growing up. I watched yeah. more Um, American football and basketball. Okay, so it was Michael Jordan. Of course, same. I watched this same guy. here. Yeah, so it was the I idol. Wake up in the morning before yep. school and watch Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah, five thirty in the morning because it was yep. Eastern, Eastern, Ooh, wow. Eastern uh, uh, conference. Yes, yes, yes. So hard. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, football also was just we didn't have all the leagues either. Mm. So I'd watch like Gillette World Sports. You know mm. those shows yes. where they would package all the yeah, highlights yeah, yeah, of sports yeah. around the world, uh-huh. and you'd watch it on Sunday. Okay, like. watch some dude play golf somewhere exactly. without any context exactly like, oh, <laughs> just throw it in there phil mickelson has won the arizona <laughs> okay now back to our small <laughs> yeah, back back to nascar what is nascar i don't know i know okay it's dudes in a car gotcha okay it was great like that was good education because i think now a lot of kids um they get so much stuff that they actually just pick one thing and yeah. stick with it yeah. and then i had to know who who these guys were like mm. who's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Exactly. Like, I don't think anyone will know that now. Nobody. Now. Nobody. But it's fine. It, ev- everyone gets a really nice look into athletes lives these days. Yes. So how was it growing up like lo- being a soccer kid mm. not a baseball kid or a basketball kid? Oh no no I was. I oh you were. Was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This is th- th- that's is what I was saying with the American sports. Yeah. That 
when when you're growing up, you're associated with not just one sport. Your parents put you in multiple sports. Okay. Usually. Yeah. So, for instance, for me, I played football, uh, soccer. Yeah. And I was, I think I started at three or four. And then after this, I played t-ball, which was uh, baseball. Okay. For younger, for younger kids. Okay. And then I, and then I also played basketball. So, I played three sports okay. growing up. Nice. Those three. And then slowly, I played golf too, because my parents played golf. Yeah. So, I was playing four sports until I was uh, 12, 13. So, but I was switching sports. Way to hit the st- highest the stereotype of getting golf in there. Yeah, right? of course. I have to. <laughs> but I love golf. Golf yeah. is a great sport. Okay. Uh, but I was playing these sports all throughout my uh, childhood. So, I never had one sport okay. that I really stuck to and I played with, played all the time every single day. Now, I was going to baseball games. I was going to basketball games, soccer games, going to the golf course. Right. So, switching it all the time. Nice. So, what was it like being like a Thai American in Texas? Texas, I, mean, uh, I didn't. Uh, if you said that to you, it's a Thai American, but to yeah. me, I didn't. I didn't see that Thai American at all. I just saw oh, okay. American, straight American. Oh, okay, okay. I grew up in a neighborhood with all all sorts of colored kids, and I just for me, I felt like I was an American kid uh, in the mix. That's really cool. I, but I did have a, my Thai culture because my family was is in Texas. Okay. My father's sisters and uh, his parents were there too. Okay. So on weekends, I would see them cook out. They'd uh, have their little Thai food and things like this. But I never really got into the culture of uh, speaking Thai and the understanding more of Thai culture. I, yeah. I, I wasn't in that. I, but if you were a kid, if you know what you know now, mm-hmm. and if you were a kid back then, mm-hmm. would you have tried something different, made more of an effort or something? Or I would have. My dad tried to speak Thai to me and my younger brother. Okay. But we kind of just let that fly by because we didn't really, why would we need this language? Why yeah. are we trying to learn this language? And I didn't see myself ever coming to this country. Yeah. So, if I, was, if I could go back, I would, obviously, I'd want to learn the language so yeah. it's easier when get, get i made this transition to, to teach you like a bit more exactly exactly yeah. but i don't really care did you have trouble like saying your own name at the end of it like <laughs> i'm guessing it took a while oh it took me a while yeah. it took me a while spelling it uh, everything but no, no, no. that's see, that's the, that was the, the most difficult right there yeah <laughs> oh you got it now <laughs> no. i'd be in school and you know how like you have to fill out essays or exams or sats and you got to fill your name in the bubbles yeah I'm the kid that like the teacher's waiting for me at the end because I have to fill my whole last name. All the kids are done and I'm still writing my last name because it's like 14 <laughs> letters long. And, and then sometimes there's not enough room. No. Did, did you like go with Amchai? Is it just, I'm, this is what I'm going with now. Like, is no, that, no, 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 no. That, that started in uh, football. They, they started to call me just Ampai. Just Ampai. be easy. Oh, just, sorry. Just, just easier. Wrong there. Yeah, Anchai. Yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever that is. Ampai. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is the full name then? Ampai Patakwong. Okay. That's a full name. So, when I when I came to, to football, mm. they always call people by their last names. Yeah. And so, they're just like, they, no one's going to call me that. So, they just said, instead of Empire Patakwong, they said Empire. So, okay. it's stuck. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, then uh, when did the sort of tilt and specialization take place for you? So, soccer in America, when you turn 12, you can start representing your state. Mm. So, they take uh, in your age group they will have a tryout. So, under 13 it was. That's okay. when it starts. They have a tryout for the whole state of Texas. And they Got say, it. the best kids for 13 come try out. If you make it, we'll call you back. You'll represent the state. You'll play other states in a tournament. Yeah. Uh, my mom forced me to do it and I didn't want to. Okay. I, didn't, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't fully into soccer yet. Yeah. 
Um, but she forced me, you know, which I'm today I'm so happy she did. But I did it. I went to this little tryout. I made it. I made the state team. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool. That's that's kind of cool. I'm I'm pretty good at this sport. Yeah. Next thing is after the state tournament, there's scouts watching and then they pull in states for a region. There's a northwest region, there's a southwest region, there's okay. a there's a uh uh northeast region. Those sure. four regions and then from Texas to Florida, those states, yeah, they become one. So now you can you can have the chance to represent a region, so not just a state now. Okay. So I did well at this tournament. They called me and said, "Hey, we would like you to represent this whole region." So for your, what for was your team? Texas there. and uh, hmm? what? What were the states in your? It region? was like Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. Uh, just those those states from Texas to Florida and in between. Wow. Okay. Those, that's a lot of. So for 13 years of, old, I'm yeah. like my mom was like, "Wow, you're doing really well. Keep going." So at that point, that's when I kind of figured, "Wow." I'm kind of I'm I'm okay at this sport. Like yeah. I can if I if I stick to this sport, maybe I can make something of myself. Sure, you know, yeah. give up the other sports and concentrate more on this one. Yeah, so I gave up baseball. Yeah, uh, it was kind of getting boring too. Um, yeah. It was more action. Yeah, so yeah. it was down to basketball, golf, and soccer. Yeah, I love basketball. Yeah, I have a pat. We've we've spoke before. Yeah, I have a sure. passion for the. It's a fun sport. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I watched MJ growing up. Yeah, but. Then you look at me, I'm a smaller guy. Yeah. I'm a point guard, but still, I'm a smaller it's, guy. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at a certain point, I gave it up and I went straight to soccer. Sure. Uh, full concentration. I think I was 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and then, this is when I was representing that region. And yeah. at 15, the U.S. national team now, under seven, 15, 17, in between those age groups, they're saying... Out of all the USA in these regions, uh, we're going to call in the 25 best players for your age group and represent the national team. Okay. Right? What, what did you play with anybody that we know today? Like, Oh, yeah. Um, if you know US uh, yeah. athletes, sure. I went to school with in Florida. This is when I got... I, re- I, I made the team. So yeah. Long story short, I made yeah. the team. I represented the under-17 national team. Yeah. I played with Michael Bradley... Okay. Uh, Josie Altador, oh. uh, a guy named Freddie Adu. He's oh, yeah, a yeah. long time before. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. always like a yeah, big star because yeah, yeah. he was like, he oh, was 14-year-old kid yeah, playing yeah, yeah, in yeah. the MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next yeah. prodigy. Yep, yep. He was good, but I don't know about his age. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But I played with him. Oh, there's so many. But the the biggest ones are Michael on the national team now are Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. Yeah. Uh, Josie Omar, Omar, Omar cool. Gonzalez is yeah. another one, a center back. Yeah. Eric Lehigh, he plays in Europe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He plays right back, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's still a pretty sterling class. I mean, Josie Aldador is still out there yeah, he's still doing out his there. thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. pretty cool. But I think the US national team is going through a bit of a, a renaissance. Of course. Let's put it that course. way. Let's, that's be, like let's the, be real. Come the on. nice way of putting it. This there is... needs to be a big change. Yes. Yes. So, um, but back then, I guess there was still a lot happening, like with US, US men's soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had to really uh, represent in a different way like do do better i think mm-hmm. was what the idea was so yes. how was it training at that level then uh it was awesome just because you go from a club of um soccer which is it's competitive but it's still it's not like the the best level that you could be playing against yeah and when you go to playing with players that are best in the country all of a sudden it's just like man every single position they're 
they're so good. Yeah. And it brings the best out of you too. Sure. When you play with better players, you become better. It's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so, did you stick with your position throughout your life? Yeah, or did midfield, you midfield. Always been there. Always. I've always, I've always had an engine. I don't know why. My fitness has always been something that's key for me. Yeah. So, I've always been in that center mid, just workhorse. Always. Okay. And I've always had uh, some kind of my uh, technical abilities. Yeah. I don't have much speed. Okay. Maybe a little bit of agility, but it's more of my technical abilities. Yeah. So rhythm of play, holding the ball, um, first touch, just things like this, uh, midfielder needs. Yeah. Sort of uh, like more box to box or? Uh, yeah. Can be box to box, but okay. just like a, like a, like a Javi. Yeah. Remember Javi from Barcelona? Yeah. Yeah. Of this course. This guy's everywhere. That's, he's, he that's finds the guy. Out, he's if I was you, I would like be, want to be that and This guy. guy was amazing. I yeah. love this guy. Yeah. Cool. So that's a great player to model your game on. Mm. Did you like manage to find a good groove when you were at the US camps and stuff like that? Did you get to play anything, any great sort of friendlies or something? Oh that- yeah. When I was there, we I went to an academy in Florida and we I lived with my team and okay. school there. It was soccer specific. Okay. Uh, and we traveled. So you you were there like throughout the year. I was there. Yep, I did. I left my family. All these kids leave their families, and then you live on this sport facility. Oh, it's like a sports campus. Yes, okay. and you train and you school there. Okay, and then you travel the world and play tournaments. I mean, we went to we went to Argentina. We went to Holland. We went to France. Wow. We went to um, Costa Rica. We went to many places to play. So it was a great experience. That's insane. And and I'm sure at some point also you must have seen big changes in just the general technical ability and level of competition. Of right? course. I mean, these countries are the that you've named are always uh, in the top uh, ten. Like, so how was it pitting against like kids of that? Oh, ilk, I, you know? it made it made me feel small. Yeah. <laughs> like not as a person, as yeah. just like a, as my abilities, just because you see their quality. Yeah. These kids, I mean, you, they, like you see, I, I was like just explaining, I played four sports, you know, yeah. rotating, but enjoying all of them. Yeah. They play this one sport when they're born and they stick to this sport. Yeah. So you just see how they're just advanced so far ahead of me when you're playing, when I was playing against uh, France, for instance. Okay. Oh my, or when I was playing against Argentina, these guys' foot skills, it just was like, how are these guys so good at this age? Yeah. No, it was amazing. Unbelievable. Did you, now, I'm going to continue with this line of questioning. Did you play anybody big that time as well? Oh, uh, the names, I I don't think there's a name that I can throw out there that I would, um, I don't remember. I probably did run into someone who's big, but I just don't remember. Yeah. I really don't remember. I I didn't really know names. We just played against, we're 15 to 17. Yeah. So we're just playing against talent. Yeah, sure. So I don't remember. They didn't have names in the back of their jerseys. Maybe they're prodigies, but but there were some, oh, we played against the Brazil. Oh, these guys were just, they made us look like fools. Yeah. Fools. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like. Yeah. That's intense. And we, in our age group, we didn't even have the best Brazilian crop. Mm. Like the guys younger than us and Mm -hmm. older than us were even better. Like Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the new, like Neymar's gang. Yes, yes. Uh, the guys just before Ronaldo retired, mm-hmm. those those guys were, I think, more our age. Oh, those guys were intense. Adriano and all that oh, stuff. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Intense. So, you had this going on. Did you get picked up by a professional club team? Like, Did, did you get to play um, uh, after school? Like, when did, you, when did this sort of phase end for you? Uh, well, I was in high school when this was happening. And then after high school, you have the opportunity to go to university. Yeah. And you can still play and represent your school. Okay. And this is how in American sports, if you under, if you see the draft for yeah, NBA, the draft process, you yeah. have to go through school first. 
very few kids will be picked to go professional when I was coming up yeah. into the MLS because MLS was growing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't worth leaving and losing your eligibility in university because you yeah. can get a school, you can get school for free. Yeah, yeah. Free schooling and you can play. Yeah. But if you go into the MLS and it doesn't work out, you lose all eligibility to go back to university to play right. because you're getting paid. Yeah. So, you always want to go to school first and get your education. Yeah. Because you have a backup plan and then you can go into the draft and go MLS. That's just how the American system works. So, what uh, was your school? Which so mine was called University of Akron. Okay. Which is in Ohio. Right. Did they Mainly have a strong football team? Very or? strong. This is why I went there. Okay. Because they had one of the top in the country. Uh, we did very well. I did four years there. Second to last year, we made it to the final of NCAA tournament and we lost in penalty shootout. Oh, Terrible. that's sad. Did you get then, take a penalty? Uh, no, I didn't. I came out. I was injured. I, I, was, I got injured in that game. Oh, that sucks. It was terrible. But yeah. then the following year, my senior year, my last year, yeah. we won it. Oh, yeah. So, we got that's back nice. to the final and we won the whole thing. So, this was a great send-off. Nice. And then after this senior year, this is when I got drafted to go to MLS by San Jose Earthquakes. Okay. So, that was your MLS team. This was my debut professional. Okay. So, at the Earthquakes, were you right in the starting lineup or? Oh, no, no. You have to, especially for out of college, university. Okay. No, no. You have to you have to earn your spot. Okay. I played off the bat. I came off the bench, first game, right. third game. And then I finally made my way into the starting lineup for, I think, t- 12 games. Okay. And then our season was so-so. I got had a kind of a groin injury. Oh, that's sad. And, but then my second year, that's when uh, Thailand came into the, to the mix. Okay. So, before we get to that, uh, how was it playing MLS at this time? Like, did you feel that there was a s- change in uh, game or in the game or in the play or yeah. things like that? I enjoyed just that, that, that feeling of being a professional. This is, my, this is what I'm getting paid to do. Yeah. But the style of play wasn't didn't suit me well. It was more physical and long ball. Yeah, yeah. And play off that, which for me, I'm more of let's keep the ball on the ground and let's move it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the team I got drafted to didn't really fit my style. I, I adapted to it the best I could. Yeah. But in the end, it just wasn't suiting me, right? So that's what that's the that's what I found most difficult. So what was life as a professional now? Because you've had university, you had mm-hmm. like school, campus yeah. co- sort of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have to pack your bags and mm-hmm. go from stadium to stadium, city yeah. to city. Yeah. What was that like growing up uh, in, was, in this system? It was a cool experience just because, you know, I was 22, young. All I was doing was playing football. And then the cool part was like traveling to different cities. So I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see most of these cities growing up. Like I, didn't, I was younger, I was in school, I didn't have time. So when we go to New York City to play New York uh, Red Bull. Yeah. We'd go there two days before and we have a day to go wander the city yeah. with, with the guys on my team. You know, and they gave us some per diem money. We just go wander. So, it was amazing. We went to Philadelphia, go see the city. We go to uh, Portland, go see the city, LA. So, I love this part just so like the freedom. So, you got to see the, America. The adventure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I never really did this when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, you did get something out of this experience. Oh, of course. Like. I enjoyed every single moment. I loved it. I did. Great. So, now we get to this part. What happened with Thailand? Like, yeah. how did this all come about? So, my first year when I was playing, my agent told me, the Thai national team heard about you. I'm a half Thai kid playing in the MLS okay. when I got drafted. And the, the Thai national team wanted me to come out to a camp in Thailand. So, before we get into this, uh, I think it's important for people to 
understand how FIFA's eligibility rules work. Would you be able to give us a quick couple of things about it? Because in most other games in the world, you, you're mm-hmm. born in one country. Yeah. You just have to represent that country. There's no like making yeah. your professional debut there yeah, by unlocking yeah, yeah, yeah. your eligibility. So, yeah. so how does it work? Like, how does FIFA's rules work here? Uh, you can, for your youth, you can play with any national team you want. But the day you step foot representing um, a country for the full team, the the senior team, the senior team, yeah. that eligibility is solely to that the team you step foot on. So. That's when it when I played for Thailand. That's when it uh, it was official. I have to play for Thailand. Exactly. So and and the other thing is, uh, you didn't even have to be a citizen at the time, right? Like it's it's also a very st- interesting law because some people play for their grandparents' mm, country. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, of, it was easy for me just because my father is Thai. Exactly. So but that's much how easier. far it can go for that's, some. That's people, what how crazy you know? it is. Like, yeah. Some people are like, oh, my my grandfather uh-huh. was born in Ghana, so uh-huh. now I'm going to play for Ghana. Yeah. You know. So you could do that. You could uh, represent Thailand. So how did, okay, so now they know that they've seen your talent. What was the next step for the Thai national team? Next step was getting me out to a camp and uh, just playing at a camp. And then I think it was a couple friendly games, right? Um, so I finally agreed to go to a camp because I, I thought about it. I was in um, MLS uh, my first year. I was playing here and there. I wasn't really enjoying the football as much. Um, and then I was looking at a realistic side. All right, you need to be one of the best players in MLS to play for that net for the national team for US. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, my opportunity is very low. Okay. Right. But for Thailand, here's another opportunity. A gate has opened, and, and maybe I can use this. See how this works. This could open a whole new, more doors to my career. Right. Absolutely. Um. So I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go to a camp. Let's do it. But the camp actually in 2012, was it? 2012, there was big flooding in Bangkok, right? Yeah. The camp was near and in Bangkok. So they had to cancel that camp. Okay. But I ended up not coming out. Okay. But now here's the other thing. Because we had, we had been talking about this earlier. Yeah, your dad, your father is Thai. You had a lot of your family in Texas. But because of that, that you never really visited Thailand yourself. Not once. Not, not once. Not once. I never did. Never left. So... Did it like? Did you feel like a pang of doubt because of like, okay, this is my dad's country though. Mm-hmm. It's not really my country. Yeah. How am I gonna fit in here? Yeah. Like, how's that gonna yeah. work out? No, I never felt that. I felt more of opportunity, adventure. When I was fifteen, I told you I moved to Florida. Yeah. Right yeah. on my own. Yeah. And then I went to school in Ohio, and then I went to California for my MLS. So I've, I've since I was fifteen years old, I've been moving on my own. So I kind of. It's in me that I enjoy that change, you know? I enjoy that that change in environment and that, that exploration of what's next in life. So, I didn't look at it as anything besides, man, this is this could be a cool opportunity. Okay. So, then what was the final transition then? We've had the flooding in the camp yeah. and then yeah. what did they do next? So, the, the flooding in the camp happened. I didn't go to a camp. So, then all of a sudden, now Thai teams heard about the, they saw the list for the Thai national team. So, they see this kid from America, U.S., Thai. Um, so, Thai teams are now saying, wow, who is this kid? Let's see if we can get him because I'm half Thai. Yeah. I don't count as a foreign quota. This is the best thing for a club in Thailand. 
Yeah. You have a foreign player in your team, but he doesn't count as a foreign player. Yeah, because in like Asian countries, you have a foreign quota yes. and the players also must be paid a certain amount more. Yes, yes. There's like a whole work permit yes, yes. sort of angle here. Yes. So it's a win-win for me and win-win for the club. Sure. So after this, all of a sudden my agent contacts me again after the this camp failed. Yeah. And he says, hey, there's a team in Thailand that, that's after you now. They want to buy you from MLS. Okay. And in my head, this is, t- this is tough because it's like, okay, and it's not just a camp. This yeah. is now living. This is now my whole life. It's going life to change. change, right? Yeah. And he says it's a team called Burium United. Uh, okay. At the time, I don't, I have no idea who any, I have not heard one Thai team in my life. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I do some research. Uh, it seems like a, the stadium looked great on Google. You know, you go yeah. to Google images, yeah. you see, oh man, they got a nice stadium. Um, they're always top of the top of the table. Um, and obviously they're paying well. Yeah. So I have to really consider this option. Yeah. So they fly me out. Okay. They say, Hey, fly you and your dad come out here. We will, uh, let you look at the facilities. Yeah. Um, see for yourself. How is your dad feeling about all of this? He must be like, I think he liked it. He really did. It seemed like he was like enjoying this. Yeah. Because I'm sure he understood like what Buriram was all about. And he's like. Damn, my kid's gonna play for this team. Mm. That's pretty amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Did he tell you that, or did you sort no, of just no, figure no, no, no. it? No, no, no. Just feel it. Okay. Just feel it. My dad, no. Oh, yeah, that's something, <laughs> that's something you just like. You, yeah. you see it. You know. He gets it. You okay. Know. So uh, he he came out with you, and you guys did. You guys do a training session, or no, 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 no. Just I yeah, because a contract. because that's an American thing again. Like yeah, they yeah. have like I'm workouts still, and stuff. I'm still represented from MLS. Oh I right, to, yeah. I, this is only yeah. And the MLS, the, the club let me go because they they're negotiating my buyout. So okay. they're obviously working with them. Yeah, right their now. transfer fees. So Buriram had to pay a transfer fee for yes. you. Yes, they, they had to buy me and then yeah, yeah transfer basically. Yeah. Okay. So I came out to a game. They played Mong Tong, which is yeah. These two teams are the best in Thailand. Pretty good team as well. And Very rivals. Good and at the time, Buriram was more. Mong Tong was number one on the table. Buriram was number two when yeah. I was coming. Um, and they were a little behind Mong Tong. So this game was a packed game at Buriram. This is the game I saw. The atmosphere was amazing. Yeah. Packed house. The football was, it was nice just because it was so competitive. Yeah. I don't know. I was sold from that game. Okay. It, and when you actually got to see the game live, yeah. uh, how did you feel about your talent stacking up over here? Did you... Oh, confident. Very confident. Yeah. Very but did confident. you feel like maybe I'm going at a different level here and I should be playing up? Rather than playing at this level, um, yeah, a little bit, but just I don't know. The Burium's environment sold me. Their their crowd, their also their style of play. They are people who work and they they play football, and also I mean let's be realistic. Contract too. Yeah, contract speaks a lot. Like you're a professional, player. you know, and this is how you're making your living for you're setting yourself up. So yeah, when you, you only see, got so many years as yeah, a professional, yeah, it's a small window for a professional, very small, and you have to optimize it. So when I when everything factored in, it was like, man, this is this is something I can't turn down. Sure. So in the end, yeah, I, I signed in Burium. Okay. Did I you flew- get to have a chat with the coach by any chance? Uh, because you know they tend to have to. A little bit. I met the know. president. He was nice. It's, it's just small, very small talk. Yeah. Okay. Very small talk. Okay. But they had already paid for your transfer fee at this point, or no, did, no, no, they no, were no. just this is they just got permission to speak. Yeah, yeah, speak with me. I, I mainly talked to the GM, which okay. he spoke great English. The okay. everyone else speaks uh, it's broken. Yeah. I spoke to the GM. Um and then after this, they have, the transfer went through. I signed my new contract, Burium. Uh, I think a month later, 
I came out to Timboreum. This was like in July of 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this, it all happened so quick and then, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. Nice. So, you're, you've arrived now at, is it, but now this is mid-season July. Yeah. So, what happened? Like, I, you, that must be crazy. You have to like, basically be integrated within the squad. Within yeah. The oh, they threw me in. They threw me straight in. Starting... Uh, but I mean, I was I was ready. I was I was ready for a new cha- new uh, challenge. Okay. But it was it was fun. They they weren't at the time. They weren't fighting for um the league because Mong Tong was so far ahead. Okay. They were fighting for the cup games. Okay. Because if you win FA Cup, yeah, you get qualified for the Champions League of a- Asia. AFC Champions League. So yeah. this was their main target. Yeah. And maybe catch Mong Tong. Just see how the table turns. Yeah, you never know. You never know. So this is what we were fighting for. And oh. it turned out we we uh, we didn't didn't catch Mong Tong, but we won both Toyota Cup and FA Cup. Wow! In your so first season, my first season, yes, That's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you get thrown right in mm-hmm. onto the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a completely different environment. Yeah, I'm sure you have not learned any Thai at this point. No. How is that? Because okay, we all know about communicating with office mates in a new workplace mm-hmm. and. There's time to sort of do this, you know, mm-hmm. where you can send an email and then somebody can walk up to you and tell uh-huh. you what it means or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not happening on a football pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were you doing there? Like, yeah, how yeah. were you able to communicate, especially at your position? Yeah, you play yeah, defensive yeah. midfield yeah, or yeah. like at the base of the midfield. Yeah. It's a very important position to like sort of tell your teammates where to stand, where to go, yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So what was that like? Uh, it's interesting you bring this up because... If you if you explain it that way, yeah, it's it's complicated. Sure, it's, yeah, it's difficult. But in football, I've learned that there's a language of just there's body language. There's there's language of just experience. Sure, of just knowing. I don't know why. In every position, people know what you should be doing in that position. And the more you practice with your teammates, the more chemistry you build, and you see how they play their style. Yeah. So this this helped too. It, communication was it was it was tough. Okay, it was tough. Good the, the good thing is Thai players know a lot of broken words. Okay. They know words, so sure. you can speak some small words and they will know. Right. But for me, my Thai, I it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. So did they get like a awful instructor for you? Oh, they tutor. No, because they had foreigners there before me, so they sure. had a Thai uh, translator from English to Thai, and she oh. also translated um, Spanish too. Oh. So, I mean, we had a translator on the spot everywhere we went. Trainings, games, okay. at the campus where we stayed before games. They're always there. Um, okay. But, yeah, my roommate at the time was, uh, yeah, he he didn't speak much English. So, me and him, it was interesting. It was fun. <laughs> we were in the same wavelength, but we, okay. we didn't speak the same language. At all. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, so, then, did you, like, decide to learn some or... What was that like? Did you just decide, okay, this season I'm just going to play and then yeah. worry about this? It was mainly just play and then slowly learn in Burham the, the language because you need it in Burham because not many people speak English. Yeah. It's not Bangkok for yeah, sure. It's not Bangkok yeah. at all. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I said, it's just, it's it's body language and it's learning their movements and trainings. So for instance, like our left wing, I know this guy likes the ball in space. I know yeah. he likes the ball... Uh, he when he's playing to me, he's making his run right when he plays me the ball. Yeah. So I don't even have to think twice or speak. I know he's passing and going. I can just put the ball in space. And this, he was a fast uh, 
black guy. This yeah. guy was gone. Okay. And you just give him space, he's gone. And then, you know, players don't have speed. They need it to their feet and they need yeah. it early. So, you just, the more you play with players, the more you know how their style is and you yeah. can adapt without even speaking a word to them. This is the beauty of football. No yeah. matter where you go in the world. People it, get it. You'll get it once you, you, the language is on the pitch mainly. And then yeah. it's a bonus if you can speak to them. Okay. So, what happened in the off season then? Like your first season, pretty successful. You yeah. got two cups. Yeah. You got to play, more, you started most games, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, yeah. How about your on-field contributions? Did you get like some assists, some yeah. goals? Oh, my first, my first season, I think I got three goals and a couple assists. So the, that off season was, it was big for Burium. We made the AFC Champions League. So yeah. basically, Burium is going to buy a bunch of, now they're, they're like, all right, we're competing now for Champions League. Yeah. Now they're going out and spending money for more players, right? Yeah. Um, also, for me, that first six months was difficult just because it's in Burium. Yeah. It's uh if people don't know, it's a four and a half hour drive outside of Bangkok. Yeah. At the time it still is nothing much there. Yeah. Like it's like it's like country, nothing there. Just just give us a minute about Buriram FC though. Like yeah. it's such an important part of Thai football culture. Yes, and, huge. And just tell us a bit more about that and the city, uh, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's a it's a football city. The whole city loves their their team. And that's what makes the, the this team so so great, is their atmosphere wherever they go. The president, Nate Wynn, has built uh, something special there. He's built a culture now. Okay. A winning culture. And then he's also put money into his team. So, they have all the right facilities. Yeah. They have the great stadium. They have a great pitch. They're highly advanced than most Thai teams, is which the biggest thing in Thailand. If you if you have those those little details, it'll go a long way. Yeah. And they and they have it at Burium. Um, but the only thing it just they're missing is obviously the the social life and the lifestyle outside of football. Yeah. And that's what that, that's what was getting to me. Just okay. cuz coming from US and having that atmosphere of I came from college uh young, you know. Yeah, we got to we got to go out and have going fun. Going out, yeah. having fun, enjoying your life. Yeah. And then MLS also enjoying your life, seeing cities, exploring. And then now I'm based in a small town, football town that it's only football, pretty much. Yeah, and then outside of football, there's there's not much there. There's not even a cinema. There's a cinema, but it's a Thai cinema. Yeah, and it's a playing only Thai Thai movies. Uh, well, at uh, least you got a chance to maybe improve the. No <laughs> way! I didn't, even, I didn't even give it a chance. <laughs> okay. um, there's not even restaurants. There wasn't even many restaurants. Uh, it was I, I was bored out of my mind. Sometimes I was just watching time go by. Okay. And I hated that part of my life. I hated it. And so, yeah. I was like, at, at a certain point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to have a life outside of football. Yeah. And I saw Bangkok. And I saw, and I thought, well, this city is, it's a great city. This is a city I could actually have a life again. Okay. Um. So, kind of during that that off season, thoughts started creeping into my head a little bit. Yeah. But I still had a pretty long-term contract with Burium. So, yeah. I didn't really consider too much so did you visit bangkok a lot because you got bored uh you can't just leave up and leave it's yeah, too yeah, far but yeah for sure but yeah. when we play teams in bangkok maybe we have a day off and you have you can go look around yeah but with our team schedule how the team operated they didn't allow us to go too much they oh. they kind of they kept a tight grip tight leash, yes yeah. a tight leash so you'd stay more on, with the team um so i didn't see too much in bangkok but i did once in a while okay 
So who, who are the Bangkok teams that you guys played that time that sort of gave you this experience? Um, City. Bangkok United, that's one. That's my team yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Mong Tong. Okay. Uh, there's Team Army. There was Thai Port. There was Bangkok Glass. And then there's a couple of teams just outside of Bangkok. Okay. Um, but those are the main teams. Okay. So you got to play these guys and that gave you yeah. a yeah. better yeah. idea. And, of the and all our cup games, are the, the, the finals and the semifinals were all in Bangkok at like yeah. the big stadiums. What's the big, what's the big football stadium of Thailand? Like what's uh, the national stadium? I mean, it's, uh, it's Rajamangala, which is the huge one. But they, yeah. they didn't use that for the cup games. They used the national stadium by MBK. Okay. It's still big, but it's a little smaller so they can they can pack it. Okay. How many how many people do Oof, they, they I, I couldn't tell succeed? you. I'm I I'm going to say around 15 20. Okay. But I'm not sure. Okay. Cool. Not sure. Okay. Not sure. That's it's uh it's like a medium sized to large stadium. Yeah, there. it was cool. Nice. Was good atmosphere. Perfect. Cool. So then what else would happen like uh, at that point? Like what were you were you, were you telling your agent, "Listen, this is cool and all, but kind of not feeling it." Yeah, and just it's all it was all me. It was all just like in my head because I had so much time to myself in Burham. Yeah, you spend time because there's nothing to do besides yeah. spend train, and you train only three hours a day. Yeah, the what rest do you of your do day, after that? Yeah, trust me, you're just you have a lot of thoughts in your head. Yeah, you're just thinking. So do you call your dad or family back? Uh, it's tough because during the day they're sleeping. It's yeah. a twelve hour difference. So right, they're yeah. when I'm up, they're sleeping. When I'm sleeping, they're up. Yeah. So no, I'm just uh who knows what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. Um so it got to the point where I kind of talked to a couple agents about teams in Bangkok. Yeah. At the time, so Thailand kind of Thai team started to know my name after we won the couple cups. Yeah, and, and you I were, played a lot. You were there being yes. a big part in the so thing. They said, "Yeah, of course there's going to be teams interested. Do you want us to, to look for you some teams?" Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. And at the time Bangkok United was growing. Because um, yeah. they just got new a uh, new president, uh, he's now a CP and True. Okay, and then uh, they kind of contacted me and said, "Hey, this this could happen if you really want it. Think about it, and then we'll talk to Burham's president." And so basically, I said, "Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it." Talk to the president, see what he says. Um, president Burham said, "If you really want to, he, I had a good relationship with the president Burham. Yeah, yeah, he's a." Great guy. He's a he's a reason I I have so many great things to say about him because he brought me here and he he really took care of me. Him and yeah. him and his wife, and they respected my decision to to want to leave and to actually. They knew that I I, I was kind of getting down and I wanted to have a life again yeah. outside of football. I'm sure this kind of thing affects your game yeah, players. It, it does probably too. Um, so they they accepted that and they were willing to sell me to a team in Bangkok. And so Bangkok United got involved. Again, they made a transfer deal. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to do it. Let's do it, Bangkok. Yeah. So we made it happen. Okay. So you had just basically half a season then in Buriram or half season? A full, and a full season. A full season. So I had that season where I came in at half and then we won the cups. And then the following season, I played half that season. And okay. then during that season was the negotiation talks. Okay. And I'm in, in that time, you also got to finally hook up with the Thai national team, right? Uh, yes, yes, that, yes, I did. I got a, I got two caps with the Thai team. Okay, so how did that start about? Like, when did that begin? Uh, it was the beginning of the year of 2013. Okay. I went to a camp in uh, Qatar. Okay. We played Qatar, and then we played Lebanon. Okay. We went to Lebanon and played Lebanon in Lebanon. 
Nice. So, did the national team coach like invite you, and then you yes. had a few training camps? Yes, had a had a, a week before training camp, and then we flew to go play. Okay. So, how was that like to actually represent a country? Now, it was point? cool. It was amazing. Great honor. I can't explain it. It's just a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I wish we would have done better. Yeah. Um, but it was a cool, very cool experience. Yes. You get to say full Thai mm-hmm. nas- international on your resume. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So how many caps have you collected for Thailand? Now? Actually, so I played with this guy, this this coach, and after we lost that game, yeah, he got sacked oh. or he resigned. Right, and it's funny because the staff of his, of the coach then, yeah. the assistant coach, yeah, his name is Mono. He is actually my current coach at Bangkok United. Okay, so they kind of had. It's kind of funny that now I I got to know him uh, at the national team camp, and then he came to Bangkok. Okay, and he's been my coach since then. Nice. I played two games there. And then I played a recent friendly um, this beginning of this year or last year with the national team. So three altogether. Okay, nice. Three the, caps. Yeah. The new coach, that, it's difficult in Thailand. The new, it's whoever the coach picks yeah. the new coach. Yeah. And the coach before was Zico. If yeah. you know who that is. He was a Thai coach. Okay. No, I have, I'm not yeah, aware. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't really have a relationship with this guy. Okay. I guess that just one of the quirks of football, right? Exactly. Like you I mean, can't, yes, not everything's in your control. Of course. So, what kind of tournament was it? It was just like there were a bunch of friendly, friendly games, right? Which one? The ones in Qatar and this was a qualifying Qatar, yeah. This was a qualifying qualifier. Match, yes. Okay, for yes. for which tournament? I think it was the oh my! I think it was an Asian tournament. It might have been even World Cup. Okay. At the time, I don't, I don't even remember to be honest. Okay, Is it, but it was a qualifying match. Okay, so it was a pretty competitive the, game. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we did, we had a small chance of winning it. Yeah, so it was it was almost meaningless. I think we're lower low points of the table, anyways. So, okay, did you find international football to be what you thought it was like a a real dogfight? With- uh, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, it was difficult because Thailand was going through some things with the coaching. Okay. He was on his last stroll. So it was a weird, it was a nice experience for me, but you could feel that tension around. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't what really what I expected. Okay. And uh, do you want to maybe do it again before, uh, you know, before the next World Cup or mm-hmm. next, make next qualifier? I mean, it would be, if it happens, yeah, if it happens, but it's not, it's not something I'm pushing for and I'm, this is my goal, my priority to get there. Right. My priority is the club right now. Cool. Um, I've been made captain, and it's my sixth year. So this is like for me. This is this is what I've been working for. Yeah, wow. my career built to this. Yeah. So, so you you got the captaincy this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Bangkok United. Now yeah. Then. Like you were at Buriram, well established Thai club, all the traditions. If you had to ask casual Thai football fans. A lot of them would be Buriram supporters, I okay. think, because there's a big proportion of that. Yes. And now you you got into a Bangkok team. Yes. Bangkok United, to be precise. It's a newer team, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So compared what, to Buriram, yes. What was that like? Uh, it was interesting because, like you said, Buriram is established. And they yeah. have the facilities. They have everything. The culture. Bangkok United, the year before I came, was in this the first the second division. So they got promoted to the Thai Premier League. Yeah. Then the new ownership came. Yeah. Now they're trying to build this club up. Yeah. So it's almost starting from ground zero. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't know, everything, even every, every little detail as far as the locker room was not as 
locker room smaller. The 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 stadium was rented. It was a it was a stadium called Taipun. Okay, uh, probably ten minutes from here. But um, it's, we rented this small stadium. Our jerseys were not the best quality jerseys. Yeah. Um, our training pitches were random ones. We would train sometimes at the stadium. We train sometimes at a university nearby. Yeah. We train. We train multiple places. So yeah. everything was just. It just, it just. You feel like the professionalism just went yeah. down. And and athletes are creatures of habit. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs to know where they're going when they're waking up. What yeah. they're gonna do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. That did you feel like that it affected your game a, a lot? Uh, no, because I don't know. When I first came to Bangkok, my mind was so clear, and I had a fresh start. When I left Burium, I felt like I was a free man just because I had a life again. Yeah, I was enjoying it. I really was enjoying it. Just playing football, uh, living in the city, yeah. and then also just this whole experience with the president. And me trying to build this club because when he when he bought me, I was one of his first players. He he signed, he bought yeah, yeah. since he was a new owner. And just in my mind, thinking, okay, this this guy has money behind him, yeah. and he's gonna try to build this club. And he's picked me to help build it with this club. Yeah, this is cool. Let's let's go for it. Let's try to build this club. Yeah. So he kind of like invested in you. Yes. And, and you're now running with him. Yes. Basically. Yes. Yes. Cool. So what was your first season like then? Uh, I came at the half point of the season for this team too. Yeah, when I left Burium. Yeah, so they're fighting relegation. They didn't have too good of a start. Yeah. So when I'm there, I'm I'm with this team, and I'm we're fighting to not be relegated. We're yeah. at the bottom of the table. I think we're 15 out of 18. So yeah. top three go down. Yeah. So it's a, every game like you like you said when you went to games in uh, the cold. Yeah. The, Division two. Yeah. You're, it's a battle every game. You're yeah. fighting for your your life. The total slog. Yeah. But. That's it's meaningful, like you like you were saying. It's yeah. Meaningful games. Your wins when you win a game, it's like, wow, we got three points. We're that much closer, guys. We're that much yeah. closer. Yeah. So that season was so difficult, but when you when I'm looking back, it's like what an accomplishment to to just fight and stay above the league. Yeah. So when I came and that's the rest of that season, we did not get relegated. We okay. we made it. We won enough games. Yeah. Following season, that's when the president's like, all right, new season, new start. Let's now transform let's try to get there again yeah so he's buying players we got a new coach okay um so everything's starting to fit in place he's putting more money into the club so sure. it's growing it's starting to grow a little more okay and now second season you got new teammates yes. got everything going yes what was that transition like now that you now it's re-energized yes right? yes yes did you get was the stadium sort of confirmed at this point no it's same stadium okay we're renting still yeah it was difficult because we had a new coach. Um, I think he was Portuguese. Okay. But unfortunately, we did not have a good start with him. Okay. It's tough for foreign coaches coming to Thailand. They have to, you need to adapt to the Thai culture if yeah. you want to be successful. Right. So and what does that mean, Thai culture and football? Like, As far as like, he came and this guy was strict, structured. Hmm. Um, players need to do this. If you're not doing this, what are you doing? You're a professional. Come on. Like everything is to the point you like... He follow gets, the script. Follow the script. He he'll get mad. He'll yell a little bit. Thai players, it's sabai, sabai, sabai. Sometimes you have yeah. to you have to know their mentality. You can't yell at some players. You can't you can't expect them to do this because they'll turn against you. You you just have to know how to manage players. And he just didn't. He wasn't really adapting to that. Um, and in the end, it hurt him. Players weren't fighting for him. So we're lo we're starting to lose games. We're starting yeah. to not 
I don't know. We're, the expectation was higher than this guy was delivering. And in the end, he, we sacked him. We got rid of him. But that's pretty interesting now that you brought it up, this sort of the Thai culture meeting, this football meritocracy mm-hmm. kind of thing. Sports is merit- meritorious. Mm-hmm. Like the best win and the losers lose. Yep. But and it, it's a high pressure environment where tempers can really run wild. And if it's competitive, people kind of excuse these traits to sort of shout at people, yeah. cut people off, yeah. try and take over games, things like that. Yeah. Did you find yourself getting confused or like just not getting Thai culture at this point or me was, yeah did you personally feel like oh, oh no no? No, no 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 you got it right away I got it right away okay I got it right away I, I don't know why I just maybe maybe it's in my DNA yeah maybe <laughs> I don't know what it is but I got it I understood that whole mentality it's really maybe because my also my family yeah I've hung around enough family growing up yeah but I understood but it's also it's 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 any situation in the world you how you manage players and how each, every single person is different. They have their own personality. Yeah. So you can't have one strict way to coach every single player. It's just impossible. Yeah. You have to know each player. And then when you know each player, you know how to coach them to bring the best out of them. Right. This coach really didn't have that. So this is why he didn't work at all. Okay. And it seems like people should tell him this before he gets in. Uh, yeah. 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 But, didn't work out. Mm. So mm-hmm. then he was replaced by a Thai coach now, I'm assuming? Yeah, Thai coach, but it was a, a short stint with this Thai coach just to find the, the next coach. And that coach was the one I was saying, Mano, okay. which I was with the national team with. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the coach today as well. He's the current coach. He's the longest reigning coach in history of Thai league for foreigner. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's been so here where, now for four he or from? five years. Brazil. Okay. Brazil, he went. He was in Germany. Um, so, he's kind of German, Brazil. Okay, nice. So, he's he's been your coach for a while now. I guess he must really have a rapport with you. Mm. You're his captain as well. Mm. How does that work now? There's two sort of foreign-ish people mm-hmm. running a very Bangkok-based club. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes people are like, Who are, why are these guys doing this? Why aren't they? I don't, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think that. Just because... Since he's been here now, I'm just looking at our body of work for four, four and a half years. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. I mean, I think he has the best winning record for a coach in the last four years. Okay. When I say manage players, he knew, he did this brilliantly. Yeah. He knows when to, some players, they're going to take a day off or they're going to not train as hard just because, I don't know, it's just the mentality of some players. And he understands that. So he, he'll turn a little bit and say, all right. Let this guy go for today. Yeah. He, he knows just, he knows how to manage players and he knows the Thai culture. He's been okay. around that helped him so much. And, mm. and in the end, Thai players fight for him. Right. And when you have Thai players fight for you, you're they good. Will, the year were good. Yeah. They will fight for you. And this is what you need in this league. For So for me and him, I don't know. We've always had a really professional relationship. He understands my mentality, which is work. And I, I, I don't speak much. My work is on the pitch. And I think that's something that he respects and that's why he's kept me around for so long. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we have a good relationship. Okay. So now that you've been in upper echelons of Thai football, playing the elite level at Thailand, Mm -hmm. you've played at the national team, you've been here about six, seven years now. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the next step for Thailand to emerge in the next level, like to become a regional power in Asia to start with? The next step for Thai football? Yeah, for Thailand, the national team, just generally to become 
to like the mainstays of Asian football are like Japan, South yeah. Korea, yeah. Australia yeah. now that they've been moved to the yeah. Asia division. Yeah. How does what does Thailand do to go to the next level? Maybe that that's the highest level. What is mm. the next level for Thailand? Uh are you saying is how to develop them? Yeah, how how what do you feel is going to be important? It's, I mean, it's with every you know, this is the same answer you can get any country is the youth starting there it's it's how you're developing these these players um and you're seeing that now with thailand how they're improving is because they're making academy systems um a lot of professional teams now for the thailand yeah have an academy now and when the young ta- when talent is spotted they'll bring that talent into the academy and then they're trained by higher level coaches so it starts at the youth thai coaches are great but you need foreign coaches yeah just because the quality is so much higher when you find a coach from, say, Australia, there's a coach for... Right now we have um, one from Australia at Bangkok United. Um, if you find a coach from anywhere, Brazil, from Europe, they've just been around. They, they, they had, they've yeah. gone to the, the experiences of football and the education of football at the highest level. Yeah. So when you, when you have those people here teaching the, the youth, yeah. that's the start. Um, I've seen so many Thai coaches that they have that Thai mentality of old school Thai. Yeah. And I'm sorry, let's just be realistic. Thailand football has not been around as long as these other countries in the world. Yeah. So they don't have that knowledge. They don't they they didn't go abroad and study. No, they they learned from Thai football. And yeah. Thai football has not been around. So you yeah. need that outside coming in teaching the youth. Yeah. It's so it's it, this whole thing is also so and, and uh, like you can apply this analogy to Thailand in general. Mm. They have their way. Of course. But they need to also accept that there's a whole world around them. So it's interesting that this is playing out at every level. Yes. yes. And I think Thailand's doing a pretty good job so far of trying to get get a new step forward, you know. Mm -hmm. So now you've been in Bangkok for a while. And uh, when we met for the first time, you were trying to start your own uh, ventures here off the pitch as well. Do you have any uh, ideas, things that you want to share or things that you're working on? Um, outside of football? Yeah. I do have ideas and there's things I'm doing right now. I can't speak too much just because it's in the process. Yeah. But there's there's ideas that I have with right now my, my me and my business partner who you met. Yeah. Which he played on my team now. He's at Port Bole. Yeah. Dragon Boscovich, top striker in Thailand. Yeah. What a great um, name, Dragon Boscovich. Dragon, when yeah. I see him. Name, the guy's name is Dragon. He's a, he's a dragon. I mean, yeah. what what else do you want? Yeah. He's also the perfect Balkan striker. Like, yes. He's a great striker. Confidence up to his ears. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Very confident. <laughs> this is the best thing about him. Um, me and Bole got to have a good relationship. Uh, when he played at Bangkok, he came four, three, four years ago to Bangkok, and we played three years together. Okay. It took us a while to to kind of get each other, yeah. understand each other. But once we did, we became closest friends. Okay. Um, and we kind of get we have the same wavelength, same ideas, same same kind of values. Sure. And so we're 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 starting things, trying to start things together in Bangkok. Use this opportunity while we can. Yeah. So if you can put on your entrepreneur hat, mm-hmm. what has drawn you to Bangkok as a place of business? Business? Yeah. Just uh, like you said, Thai, Thai people have their style, right? Yeah. But they need outside coming in. And just the opportunity here is great because it's a growing country. Yeah. Especially Bangkok. It's just growing so much. Since I've been here, I've seen it. And right now we're doing, I mean, real estate is something that obviously we can talk about. It's, that's, yeah. that's, that's just general. Yeah. And as far as real estate, I've 
since I've been here for five years now in Bangkok, I've seen the crazy condominiums that just go up, boom, just yeah, everywhere, just everywhere. Space is like, it's limited. But if you find space at the right time in five years, it's going to be very valuable. Gold, yeah. Gold, you know? So yeah. there's there's so many opportunities in this city and outside too. If you look outside, if you find the right places outside of Bangkok, it'll be gold as well. But you just got to, you got to kind of do your research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real estate is something that I have a big interest in. It, oh, I yeah. mean, the condo you're sitting in is my first investment. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was beautiful space. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is my, this is my first one. I uh, love this place. Um, so that's just something, but there's so many opportunities here. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited because obviously I'm on the back end of my career. Yeah. I just turned 30. Yeah. Um, so basically, so it's, I'm trying to set myself up. The natural peak of a football player. Yes, yes, know? yes, yes. Exactly. So, uh, so okay. So now you've been here six years. Now you've picked up some ties. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you've gotten to know the culture, even the football. How do you feel about this Bangkok lifestyle? Is, it, is this something you thought would suit you? Mm. Bangkok is how you want to live. It, what, however your lifestyle is, Bangkok has it. Yeah. If you're into that party atmosphere, they have that. If you're into that, like uh, going out for restaurants and good food, they have it everywhere. If you're into shopping, you got that in Bangkok. If, but if you're a low key person, you can be low key. You just, yeah. You can you can do anything you want here. Yeah. That's the that's that's the beauty of the city and the sin of the city. Um, there's just everything is available here. My lifestyle is more. My football's first. It's my priority. So I have to, I will balance everything before. I, if, if I have a game coming up, I have a game Saturday, I'm not going out three days. Three days before the game, I'm not touching any alcohol. I'm not going out just because it's my priority. This is my livelihood. I'm not letting anything come between me and football for this short window that I have. Yeah. So, I mean, it's also discipline. Just depends who you are, what you're, what you, where you're at in your life. Um, I'm at the point where I just have to really concentrate, see how long I can prolong my career so i have to balance my life big time so for me i'm I'm into nice food restaurants i love eating out yeah i'm into coffee i'm into yeah some shopping here and there nightlife once in a while i'll go out with some friends have a good time yeah but mainly it's a lot of football a lot of recovery yeah sounds about right you're midway through the season right now mm-hmm. how's uh, bangkok united doing we are second in the table nice we're right behind burium right now uh, we're trying to catch them. We lost two cup games, which is terrible. But right now, we're we're trying to look at the positives of the season. Yeah. Because um, the championship might still be on. Right? Championship can still possibly be on. We have to just keep fighting. Um, and still, the top two of the league, okay. that second place can still be qualified for Champions League next year. So, right. we still have something to fight for. Nice. Um, in second place, the top, anytime you get a top three in the league, it's a it's an accomplishment. You gotta, you gotta hold your head high. Yeah, and this um, is your first season as the captain, as well. yes, yeah. first season as captain as well. So I mean, we have a, we've had a great season. We had a this last couple of weeks has been a tough stretch. Okay, but this is adversity, so this is something that we gotta fight through. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to see how how the season unfolds. So I mean, you've also been in Bangkok for a while, and now you're the captain, and people have seen you around. Do you get recognized on the street, like as? Uh, once Bangkok, in a while, United player. Once in a while, once in a while. Bangkok's a big city. A lot of people, a lot of foreign people, a lot yeah. of people in and out. Um, so once in a while, I will. But I'm, I like it that way. I don't want if I'm noticed too much. I wouldn't enjoy it that much. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And 
what is your future in football hold do you want to stay here in bangkok or do you want to go back to america mm. or do you want to finish your career yeah 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 oh uh, I, i can't give you an a definite answer just because you i never know, know how i know how life goes up. yeah if you were to tell me when i was in living in california if you were to tell me i'm coming to to live my life in thailand i would say bullshit yeah straight up no way i'm i'm i've lived my whole life in america oh you think i'm living leaving here yeah so i can't give you a definite answer just okay. i have to let life go but if i were to tell you kind of a hypothetical or something yeah. i would want yeah, yeah i would want to go back stateside okay. that's where my my heart is my home is my family my culture how i grew up so i'd want to eventually go back okay and your career there or like you know that's that's another thing i mean yeah. hopefully my idea in an ideal world i'd like to set something up here and there okay go back and forth um so i don't leave this behind because i enjoy bangkok i enjoy thailand nice thailand's given me so much so i i would enjoy going back and forth that'd be fun amazing so i can uh, we can followers of thai football catch you on instagram and yeah yeah, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Just share share your yeah, yeah. With us, it's uh Anthony Ampai uh A N T H O N Y A M P A I that's his uh Twitter Instagram that's the same same name okay and uh, how many games left in the season uh I believe oof I couldn't give you the top of my head but I'm a guess I'd say there's like 10 to 12 games left okay and and where can people come and watch Bangkok United you can come watch us at uh in Thammasat University in Rangsit it's about 35 40 minute drive outside of Bangkok okay um a little bit north okay and uh where can they where can the get tickets and things like that tickets can be uh on the Bangkok website or you can follow Bangkok on their Instagram or Facebook Bangkok true Bangkok United okay um you can check them out they're always updating they're always telling in details um so definitely take a look at that Well, if you guys want to rep the home team, Bangkok United, yes, and yes. Uh, Captain Anthony gonna lead us all to glory on the yes, pitch. Yes, yes, we'll try. Uh, go out Hopefully. to Hamasad University, catch a home game, and yes. thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Not a problem. Football. It was my pleasure. And that's it from Brood in Bangkok for this episode. If you like the show, please go to iTunes and leave it a five star rating. If you would like to find out more about the show, you can go to broodinbangkok.com. And the website will redirect you to more information about the podcast, show notes, and more background information about our guests and anything else you want to know about the show or me. Until next time.